0: What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. In today's episode, we'll be talking about a picture of Patrick Williams that came out without him having a brace or a cast on his hand. We'll also be talking about the concept of going all in and where some fans get that concept wrong. Uh, we'll also be talking about the Bulls' upcoming games against the, against the uh, Dallas Mavericks and diving into the mailbag. We'll do all that and more right after this. All right, Bulls fans. So you guys may have seen it on my community tab for anyone who's a viewer on YouTube. But I post these pictures of Patrick Williams and him being seen without a cast or a brace on that injured hand. Now this could mean nothing at all. Let me be clear in what I'm saying here, right? Because I don't want to like sensationalize anything or anything like that. But this could mean nothing, or it could mean everything. And that's and that's why I wanted to talk about it because it very well could just be a his wrist still not healed all the way. He's not comfortable with it. Maybe he just had the cast off in that minute. We we don't uh, in that moment, I should say. We don't know a lot because it's just a photo. It's it's nothing else. Patrick Williams hasn't talked about it. The Bulls haven't released anything, so we don't know. But what I do want to say is that if if this is a sign and a point in the direction that Patrick Williams may be ready to go by, we we had always said uh, March around March maybe before depending on how he's healing if he is gearing up and preparing and going through things that maybe he may get cleared to come back before the postseason that could mean a lot for the chicago bulls and that is very well why we see that the Bulls aren't making some of the moves that we think that they should make on top of they have their own plan and everything like that. Um, But, you know, for anyone who, who pointed out DeMarcus Cousins actually signed a 10-day contract with the Nuggets. And I know a lot of people were surprised that the Bulls did not do that move. But with that being said, um, and we'll talk about this more in the next segment, but overall, Patrick Williamson without a cast, it's something to look out for. It's something to look out for. Like I said, it could mean nothing at all or it could mean a lot. But let me know what you guys think down below Uh, of, of, a potential Patrick Williams return do you think that that may be why the Bulls are not making any moves what do you think is going on there we'll talk about that we'll, we'll, we'll continue to monitor and talk about it as more comes out but like I said like this this franchise believes in Patrick Williams and we'll talk about more about this concept of going all in in the next topic but I will say I was excited for that but as a Bulls fan again I get excited about a lot. I have to put my fandom to the side sometimes, but you know, let me know what you guys think about that. Before I get into the next topic, though, let me also point out, in my last video, I misspoke. I said that it was kick punches that brought up the topic of uh, Kobe White possibly being the most improved player of the year if he keeps play- keep his-, his level of play up. It was actually Brandon Peck. So I want to give the proper homage and the proper respect and shout out to brandon peck who actually was the initial one to bring that up and so there you go brandon i'm sorry about that man charge it to my mind not to my heart brother uh yeah but uh let's, let's the next thing i want to talk about is this concept of the chicago bulls going all in this is something that you hear very, a lot um especially amongst bulls fans who are calling uh for for players like patrick williams kobe White or whoever to be traded for for the missing four um quote unquote missing four um so There's a couple of different ways, and I want to first be the, let me me address this first. This is the very last time I will address any trade speculation or anything before the trade deadline, unless the bulls actually make a signing, unless the bulls actually make a trade, unless something comes out from an actual bulls beat reporter that the bulls are in advance talks in a trade, I will not do any more trade speculation conversation on any video. So here we go. (laughs) <laughs> so as far as the concept of going all in, I've already identified why Bulls fans, you know, don't want to wait on potential as far as us being so close to contendership and us having that one piece, us, uh, the Bulls feeling like they're that one piece away. And so I want to talk about it from both sides of this. First, I'm going to talk about the side and the, the pro trade side of things. It's not a side that I, that I fall on, but let me, let me point out, there are some valid reasons. This Bulls team has a lot of depth, has a lot of depth at guard, Right. And so it would make sense to use some of that depth to bring in what you're missing in size in the front court. As much as good of a job as Javante Green has done, as good as a job as Derrick Jones Jr. has done, they can only do so much. There are times where just the size and, and length do get to them. Now, with that being said, the Bulls have huge depth at the guard, especially Alex Caruso hasn't been playing. We don't know if he's going to be back tonight. Or not. I haven't heard anything. We he probably won't be. Um, but, you know, with that being said, um, Kobe White's improved play. For the people who already were in the trade, Kobe bandwagon, of course, they are now in the mindset of he's playing so well, he's playing so great, let's capitalize off his trade value. Io DeSumo as well, his his acceleration and the way in which he's playing with and the way in which he's learning, it makes sense for people to say, hey, let's use some of this depth. We have five guards in Lonzo, Levine, Kobe White. Um... Iodesumu and Alice Caruso, that ideally, while Billy Donovan is probably going to find ways, they, they cause this matchup problems if we're using that many guards in a rotation. So I understand that that concept and that mindset, right? That is a legitimate and valid reason to present it, regardless of people saying, Hey, whatever. I'm just saying, just off a baseline level of looking at that depth, it makes sense. And when you're when you have an extreme amount of depth and quality depth is, as it's showing up. Why you would think, hey, let's use some of that depth to go after what we need. Now, a reason to not be on that side of things and a reason to not be on that on that side of the coin is, yes, we have a lot of depth at the guard. We've done fine. The look at the Bulls record. We are the number one team in the East with the way that we're playing. So while people bring up things like the matchup against Uh, KD, the matchup against Giannis, of course, Philly. And the fact that we need, we, we need size and depth. The people who are on the opposite side that don't think the bulls should be making any moves. One of the reasons and, and key points to that is the bulls still have trade exceptions. The bulls have players that aren't playing very good in Troy Brown jr. He's, he's playing better, right? That you can try to capitalize and use in the, in the case of a, of a, of a deal being available instead of using our depth and our young players that we still don't know what they can turn into on top of that. The buyout market. And I think some people lose the fact of, and you again, this is fans have different mindsets and different methodology behind it. Is that a lot of Bulls fans think, hey, if we can get a starter at every position, that's what you do. It's not always the greatest makeup of team construction, right? As well. So you have those people that think think that. Here's where I fall on it. The Bulls can absolutely fix the whole of what they don't need a starter at the four, they need a defender. A shot blocker and somebody who's going to rebound well. That does not take trading a player that's potentially a twenty point per game scorer off the bench, right? Fifteen to twenty in Kobe White. Now let's also talk about something that's not talked about a lot: Iyo Dassumu and the elephant in the room. And by this, I know there are going to be a lot of people that disagree with what I say on this. But let me let me clear the air on that first. I am taking anything personal out of the consideration. So. I'm not in what I'm about to say. I don't care that I.O. from Chicago. I'm not bringing that into effect because those are all factors that we it's not really tangible. Right. I'm just looking at a baseline level of things here. I would assume it was a second round draft pick who only signed a two year deal because of that. It's going to be the Bulls cannot go over the cap to sign them. They do have early. They will have early bird rights. But they're still, they don't have the matching capability of a first-round pick. I've talked about this very heavily. This, it's happened with Wesley Matthews. It's happened with Gilbert Arenas, who is a, a, again, somebody, like he started for the Golden State Warriors before he went to the Washington Wizards, but the Golden State Warriors just could not resign him because of the deal he got. And I know people are going to bring up, well, he's from Chicago. He's a young kid. He's going to want to say, listen, those that all sounds good. And it very well may be true. Again, I'm not saying that any one of these options are more true than the other. But when you look at the possibility, right, and you have to look at every possibility when you're a front office exec, is the possibility that Io has family. He has an agent, I'm sure, that's in his ear. And the fact of the matter is that at the end of next offseason, if a team with a huge amount of cap space and that, need, and that wants to build around Io as their starting point guard, offer him and let's say they have they have a cap space of upwards to 15 to 18 million dollars a year and they want to offer that to io disumu the bulls will not be able to match that, and this is goes back to that concept of going all in especially for the bulls fans that are calling for uh the bulls to trade for another 20 million dollar player or a player that makes a lot of money in christian wood jeremy Grant, Sabonis, or miles turner keep in mind if that happens then you're definitely pricing yourself out of the io sumu category because the bulls just cannot match that and when we're talking about going the part of going all in is as well as looking into the future all in is on your assets not just that yes demar Derozan, nikola vucevic have a a shortened time span than some members of the rest of this roster and i know a lot of bulls fans don't want to hear development and potential anymore but you have to look at everything and the totality of everything listen again this is not to to pull the emergency cord or anything but keep in mind the it is a real, a very real possibility in a very real world in which a team offers Iodasumo a we'll contract that the Bulls just cannot match, and because of that, if you also trade Kobe White, the Bulls are looking at all this. And and again, it, A.K. and Eversley, we trust. But this is a this is a conversation that I wanted to talk about. No matter what names you're going to throw out or anything like that, keep in mind. If, if you're somebody in the camp that you think Kobe White should be traded because of the ascent of Io, then keep in mind, if you're talking about a player with a big, big contract that goes into the year and it, it's going to overlap some with Zach Levine's big extension... It, it, it And keep in mind, this front office is keeping that. So let me know what you guys think about all that concept of going all in. Again, I tried my best to present it from both sides of the argument. So let me know. I know this is going to be one of those divisive topics that people are going to have be very opinion on it. And I want it. Leave all those comments down below. Let me let me know what you guys think. Next topic. So the Chicago Bulls are facing the – the, why do I want to say the Orlando Magic? <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks tonight um, in a game where both teams are, are on hot streaks. Uh, the Bulls on a nine-game winning streak. The Dallas Mavericks are on a five-game winning streak currently. Now, Kristaps Przingis is out uh, for this game, guaranteed. Willie Cauley-Stein is also out. Um, Luka is questionable. Now, I would not be surprised at all. We all know the type of things that are moving around with with these uh, front offices and these teams. If they don't wait until the very last minute that they can to announce that Luka is going to actually play in this game. But with that being said, I'm sure the Bulls are are preparing for Luka to be there. In case if he's not, then they can make adjustments. But so this— the two two teams on hot streaks somebody's streak is ending tonight and so with that being said the way I like to do these preview videos is talk about the things that the bulls need to do we need to keep playing like we played last game that is when the Bulls are most dangerous and by that I mean the freedom of ball movement um the the really go to whoever's hot make the extra pass when the bulls do that those type of things and you saw it in last game when the Bulls are making those extra quick passes and people are moving without the ball, we're damn near unstoppable. Like, and it, and it, and and it's by a large margin. When the Bulls are moving the ball, we're unstoppable. And so the Bulls really need to do that. I want to see that, you know, Billy Donovan talked about taking more threes, but he talked about taking more threes with passing, with uh, getting in transition on defense and stuff like that. So it's not just taking more threes for the sake of threes, which is what I like about Billy Donovan's comments. It's about taking threes in the flow of the game, making those extra passes to where taking those extra threes it just flows. It all flows and it fits within uh, the way that the game goes. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, The Bulls also, we know they're going to have to play tough defense. That's every game, every day. Um, But I would say this, I, I did say that last game I was looking for Lonzo to have a big game in whatever fashion he had. He stuffed the stat line in a lot of different ways. But I think one thing that's going unsaid is the, even though he has had some down scoring games, is Nikola Vucevic's play. Not only his rebounding, but what he's doing with assists, what he's doing with blocks in certain games, what he's doing with with uh, steals as well, this is a game I'm calling that Nikola Vucevic is going to have a major, major game. And I could be completely wrong with that. We know DeMar, we know Zach are going to do their thing. At this point, we're trusting in the bench and Kobe White, I.O. to really do their thing as well. Troy Brown's giving us some solid minutes. Uh, we'll see if Tony Bradley can also build on top of the game that he had, which he had some very active and good minutes for us in our last game. And that's what we want to see from Tony Bradley. You guys know I'm in the in the um camp of tyler cook but i i would be remiss if i did not acknowledge the game that tony bradley had in that last game so overall we're going to need to have a team win we're going as as we go into further into the season i want to see more games like last game as far as the ball movement and and the execution on offense i want to see us move away from the iso ball and really focus on that and we now know that we do have the players that can play isolation ball if nobody else's shot is falling, if we just need somebody to go out and get a bucket, we know we have Zach, we know we have DeMar, we know DeMar's ability to get to the free throw line and extend our leads and really get us back in games and, and with his ability to get to the free throw line. We need to see all of that. And, and, you know, like I said, I understand why the ISO ball is used in certain situations, but I want to see this team bring that focus on playing team basketball. And just the beautiful passing that we saw, we really have a team full of people who can pass. Kobe White's improved passing. We already know what Io can do with passing, and, and Caruso when he when he's there off the bench. But when you look at our starters, Demar, Zach, um, not Derek Jones Jr. or Javante Green as much. They are they are the benefactors of great passing. But we have Zach, we have Demar, we have Vooch, we have Lonzo, all great great passers, solid passers in some case. I don't want to use the word great for everyone, uh, but. Really good passers in our starting lineup, and when that ball moves in the way that it does, people we get easy shots, we get easy transition buckets, and really we keep the defense on their toes in the way that they have to rotate, and we can find that open man and things like that. So those are the things I'm going to be looking out for for tonight's game. If Luca does play, you guys know Luca really. So my hierarchy of basketball watching at this point is always the Bulls. I watch every single Bulls game. I watch the Dallas Mavericks game when I can, and it's the Charlotte Hornets. Those are like the three teams that I use my league pass for the most. But I watch a lot of basketball, so I'm really excited, and I hope Luca does play because I just I want to see the Bulls beat the competition. Not only that's in front of them, but I want to see them face the upper echelon competition. Um, so yeah, that that that's that's looking forward. We have we know we have a uh, Detroit coming up, a uh, Brooklyn game after that. That's bu- that's nationally televised as well, and then after that we got Golden State Warriors as well on national TV on ESPN. The Bulls have a nice stretch here, and. It's going to be interesting to see how far they can extend this lead. I asked you guys last uh, video how far you see this lead going. Some people said 11. Some people said 12. Um, We'll continue to see it. But I trust in the Chicago Bulls team. I trust their ability to do the things that they need to do to win this game and to be in every game this season. So um, let's go ahead and jump into the mailbag. The first one, this one is a text from the 847, and he says, Hey, love your vids. As a Bulls fan, I'm not used to all the winning. Do you think the Bulls will slow down? Listen here. And this is... The Bulls will slow down at some point. They absolutely will slow, slow down. They may lose a couple of games back-to-back. It's going to happen. It's a long season. It happens to everyone. Um, and I, but I, what, I, what I trust and what I've said before, I don't know if this Bulls team, and the way that they're playing, the in the chip on their shoulder, if they ever lose three games back-to-back over the course of this season. Now, that could very well happen. And if it happens, it happens. But we have to keep in mind, this is a long, long season. And you don't always win all the games you should win. You don't always lose all the games that you should that you should lose. I think we saw some of that in this Bulls winning stretch that they won some games that, you know, maybe they're playing and looking at things that didn't state that they should have won that. Um, But it's going to come around. The Bulls, this, this momentum will slow down at some point, but I trust this Bulls team to play consistently over the course of the season and to keep themselves in each and every game. But it will slow down. And how they respond to it is going to tell a lot about the makeup of this team as well. Uh, let's get into the next one. This text is from Niles. Uh, Niall says my bad. I didn't say my name last time. It's Niles with us on the nine game one streak and with how well that everyone has played their role. What can they do with this current roster to tighten up to finish the season strong? Uh, kind of like what I said is that this team has to get back to moving the ball ball movement needs to be key because it does so many things for this team. It causes the defense to rotate. It gets open baskets, also get in transition. And I also think that I would like to see, I know, we, we see what the Bulls can do. I would like to see at some point the Bulls play more half-court offense, get back to the pick and roll type thing uh, just to prove, because when playoffs come, playoff basketball is completely different. You're going to need that half-court game as well. Now I do know that the Bulls, and I trust the Bulls have the personnel and the ability to play very, very good half-court um, offense. But I want to see a little bit more of that as the season goes on. I think that can help them finish the season strong, then fix that third quarter thing that goes on, and just get the defense back up to that top top five to eight area that they were so long in the season before everyone started going down with COVID. So those are things that I would really like to see come back from this Bulls team. Now we're going to get into voicemail. We've got three voicemails for today. Uh, let's get into this first one. This is from Shea.
1: Yo, Hayes, man. I'm sitting up here watching J.J. Reddick's podcast, right? Well, not really a podcast, but duh part of his podcast on YouTube. And he compared us from DeAndre Aiden to Nikola Vucevic, and he compared the Chicago Bulls to the Phoenix Suns of last year. And you remember I commented and said that we could, that the Martin Rosen was what Chris Paul was to Devin Booker last year, and J.J. Reddick just confirmed my comment, as I said, like a week or a couple of days ago. In your comment section, hey, do you think that we're a good comparison to the Phoenix Suns of last year? Hey, tell me what you think, man. Peace. So this is a
0: comparison that you hear a lot: is the Bulls compared to the Phoenix Suns of last year? When you look at them adding Chris Paul, compare that to the addition of DeMar DeRozan. Both players, veterans, uh, who come into a fairly young team, and that just have the poise and they help to improve the team. They give uh, leadership, they give guidance, things like that. Um. So yeah, we're very compared compared to that as far as the Aiton to Vooch com- uh, comparisons and stuff like that I won't really get into that because I think they're different players but I understand why that comparison was made but I think we are very comparable when you look at adding a veteran who really just comes in and takes your team to that next ring up takes your team to that next uh, line where it needs to be absolutely I, I think I'd be crazy to-, to say that I don't see the see the comparisons there The what I hope and what I think is a little bit different about this team is the depth as well, like scoring depth and defensive depth. Um, I just, you know, I really do think that if, if Kobe and IO can continue playing like this on this level, it really brings this team. to a whole different level because then we can sustain games where DeMar isn't good. We can sustain games. If, if, uh, if zach Levine is having an offshoot night all those type of things i think make us a little bit different on top of that it's my team so i'm always going to say that i hope that we can be better but i like that comparison a lot i actually do like that comparison to the phoenix suns of last year a lot and hopefully it ends up with a finals trip for us as well all
2: right let's go to my boy eight lies who leaves a voicemail uh, for us my boy hey how you doing it's eight lies man i ain't uh called in a couple of days i'm telling you i've been long too but uh my boy, you see my boy Kobe doing his thing, making me look good and uh, making the Bulls look good. I'm talking about, man, he is unleashing. You can tell he's getting more mature like, you know, we wanted a couple of years back. You know, we, we, we liked everything that Kobe used to do. He just had a lot of turnover. Now he just, you know, he, he switched it up, man. He's doing his thing now, man. He really, he really, he really stepping his game up, man, defense and all. Um, the main reason I called back today, though, um i guess for the i guess for the fans who were saying that you know kobe and io couldn't exist huh, it's funny now man because donovan you know i know he's in the chitter chat you no know, in my perfect world they probably listen to your show too but uh kobe and io is a thing now bro just think just two or three four days ago we had fans saying you know they can't play together we got uh Io, so we don't need kobe no 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 donovan said here you, you guys take this these guys are our item now we got so many combos on this team now you got kobe and io working together it, it, it's really a blessing and it's really good to see you know him and io i heard io say something that i didn't know he said he already had new kobe and it, you know they played you know they the same age so they came up to the rangers playing in high school and all that man it's going down bro Hey, I don't care about nothing about no power forward. Because when I'm saying that, I don't mean we don't need one. I'm saying there's no other way to get another player like Kobe, who got our bench on steroids. He scored like 50 points tonight man i'm gonna go ahead and
0: leave with that all right kobe white's improving this is something i've talked about very heavily and you know a lot a lot of your points there kobe the biggest thing is the confidence right yes he's improved defensively he's improved in in putting the ball on the floor and having confidence and getting to the rim and getting to the cup and you just see it out there in in kobe's poise and the way that he's handled himself his confidence is at an all-time high right now his confidence may be at the highest that it's been in his whole nba career and it could get easier and better for him and coming off the bench and Alice Caruso coming back. You know, the the thing that Kobe's improved defense is going to look that much better when he's out there with even better defenders. So putting him out there with an IO and, and a, and a um, Alice Caruso is going to like make that be even more impactful. So, I, yeah, I mean, Kobe White's improvement is huge. And then, you know, that's why shout out to Brandon Peck again, who like mentioned, if Kobe continues his play, does he have a chance in most, most improved player of the year? And I think he absolutely does. And so we'll see, we'll see if he keeps shooting it at, at an efficient level. Again, I'm not expecting the scoring output to be 20 points or anything like that, but if he keeps scoring efficiently, yeah, man, this team, it really unlocks a whole different level to this team in which you can keep that scoring pressure up, right? Keep that scoring pressure up. Even when Levine has to sit down, even when DeMar has to sit down, even when Vooch may not be having the best night of his shots falling. or Lonzo's f- shots falling at that? It really also allows Lonzo to really, if his shot isn't falling, to focus in more on defense as well because now you have a hot hand and Kobe who can come out there with you as well, and you can feed that hot hand. It really does unlock so many different things with this Bulls team. So there you go. Uh, last voicemail. We're actually going back to Shay on this one, and here, here we go with this.
1: Hey, yo, hey. What's up, man? This is Shay. Uh, I was listening to a couple of people talk about Io de Sumo and, you know, they said a good comparison for him is Marcus Smart. Now, he's a little bit more level-headed than Marcus Smart, but like, they said due to the fact that he started out as a point guard and he's came into the league with, as a defensive stopper and he was known as a scorer, scoring 17 points a game in college, they said Marcus, they pointed out that Marcus Smart did the exact same thing, so. I wouldn't be surprised if he turns into a Marcus Smart of the of the NBA, our version at least, and with a much more level head. So that's a, so that's a, so that's who I think. So that's what I think about when I think of Io DeSumo because his numbers are very similar to Marcus Smart, and he and he he plays good defense like Marcus Smart. I.O.'s
0: comparison to Marcus Smart. Here's what I don't i don't really like, if you guys can't tell or not, comparing other players to players, like kind of in the last one with the Ayton to Vooch uh, comparison, I don't really like doing that because while players could have similar uh, maybe maybe um, skill sets, um, it's different. Like, mindsets completely change things. The makeup of teams completely change things. Now, I do think that I.O. Well, is going to be a player in this NBA for a very long time. I think anyone who doesn't understand and acknowledge that, they're just missing the boat. Uh, but so with that being said, I.O. being, you know, having that comparison to Marcus Smart, who's just been consistent on that Celtics roster for so long now. Um, and, you know, at one point, people thought he was going to take over as the starting point guard with Rondo if Rondo left. And then it became, uh, you know, the, uh, Isaiah Thomas came in there and then uh, Kyrie Irving for a little while. And then at, at the end of the day, Marcus Smart has still been there contributing, getting his minutes, playing solid ball in, in that in that area. Yeah, Io is going to be a lot like that for this Bulls team for a very long time coming. Um, so yeah, I understand the comparison, but I think Io's ceiling is just so high right now that I really don't want to put a cap on it by comparing Io to really any other player right now. I just don't want to do that because we'll see how he continues to develop. And the way that he adapts, like using that Bradley Bill suggestion right away and putting that into practice, don't let those things miss you. Not every player can do that. Even if they get advice, they, it's very hard for some players to, to put that in practice right away. We're seeing Io and him, Uh, DeMar DeRozan taking him under his wing can really help this player develop so much more. So we'll see how Io develops over the course. Hopefully that continues to be in a Bulls uh, jersey for a long, long time to come. And we'll continue to see that. But that's it. That's my time today. Thank you so much for for joining me today, guys. Uh, Like I said before, I will have a halftime hangout. I will also have a post-game show live as well after the Mavs game tonight. And I very well may have a pre-game show as well. So we'll see what's going on if I do that pre-game show today. I will say going forward, I will look at doing more pre-game shows and like pet rallies or whatever we're going to call them before games on weekend games specifically. So during the week, it's going to be very difficult. But on weekend games specifically, I think that's something I could do for you guys more often. Let me know down below what you guys thought about uh, the pre-game show. It was my first time doing that for the last game. So let me know what you think about that. Um, but that's it for me. Like I liked it. Oh, before that, plugs. I got to get better on this. Make sure you're following us at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any uh, feedback, questions, comments, concerns, at gmail.com. If you want to leave a text and voicemail like was read and played on this video, you can do so at 773-270-2799. Ah, that's it. That's it. This is Chicago Bulls Central. We're the number one place for all Bulls content um, and news. So, uh, yeah, like I liked in every video, on oh, man. I love you guys. Go Bulls. See you guys tonight. Peace.